Alright, so week two recap. So we start off with the Water Dogs and the Chaos. Starting with Chaos, we have Fercaro with two two goals. Uh, like I said, I think Fercaro um, is probably one of the most uh, versatile players on this team, playing attack and midfield. Now coming back as a midfielder. Had the two two goals and an assist. Guys who kind of came up out of nowhere um, was Chris Cloutier. I didn't really expect him to play. I believe he had two goals along with Josh Byrne. And then Dane Smith and Matt O'Keefe each had two points. So all four of them had two points. So no real um, person taking away all the points or in the lead with all the points besides Fercaro, who's kind of tough to read. Two, two, two goals don't happen too often for anybody, let alone him. He's not much of a, uh, a two-goal guy. Defensively, we had Rowlett and Pat Rush. Um, both two calls turnovers. Rowlett with six ground balls, Rush with uh, three. And at the faceoff dot, Adler seems to be struggling. He played the first game, and then I believe uh, Gallagher played the second game, both below a 46% uh, faceoff percentage, so not really great at either end. Their faceoff struggles continue into 2021. But as always, Blaze Raiden, uh, not the stellar um, performance that we usually see by him. Uh, 14 saves, 14 goals against, and two two-pointers. Uh, not the greatest, but... You know, not the worst. Uh, on the other side, we had a great fucking weekend by the Water Dogs. Not really expecting what they did, but ended up being fantastic. Um, first off, Mikey Schlossner. He was Schlosser. Was a, an absolute fucking animal. Great hair, first off. Had two goals and a 1-2 goal. Uh, started off pretty early. Got another one a little bit later. But he, he came out really, really out of nowhere this weekend. Um from my perspective. Uh, Connor Kelly had a goal, a two-goal, and an assist. Had 13 shots on the night, though, on the day, I guess. And then two guys who we're happy to see, especially one of them, get back onto the board. Um, Brown and Reeves both had hat-tricks. Good to see, especially Brown. Brown only continues into the next game. And then we had Eli Goberch. Uh, three calls turnovers, three ground balls. And then Zach Currier in both games was outstanding. Um, defensively wise with two calls turnovers and seven ground balls also had one goal in this game and then uh, Withers 56% he seems like he's pretty decent pretty consistent at that face off X uh, and then goaltender Ward only seven saves nine goals against and three two pointers against so nothing that really stands out from goaltenders in this game but um, guys to pick up for sure uh, Schlosser he's a fucking animal uh, especially if you need someone uh, from the midfield. And then Brown with the hat trick. It's great to see him get back on pace. Moving on to Redwoods Atlas. Um, as per usual, you know, Pinella Jones, great games. Uh, we have Garrett Apple and um, Sexton coming through with also great games. Pretty much the staple guys who you kind of expect to have the stats in these games. Jones, not as not as uh, typical. You'd think he'd be getting two balls. He's actually getting a lot of assists. The the team is actually playing a lot through him, which I didn't really expect, especially when they're up top. TD Erlen, 11 for 21 versus Trevor Baptiste, 57% overall. You know, about 50% against uh, TB, so not bad. 57% for the game, I'll take it. Tim Troutner, 14 saves, 11 goals against, and uh, one two-pointer against. He doesn't do enough to um, get the Redwoods to win, but neither does really the offense. It was really those two guys, and everyone else was kind of just whatever. 
on the other side with the Atlas. Uh, Jake Carraway, three goals and one two-goal. Uh, so definitely look for him if you haven't picked him up yet. He seems to be like a guy who they really like to have around. Eric Law, three goals and assists. Good to see that from him. Mike Cockerton, two goals and assists. And then Brian Costabile, one goal, two assists. I'd say more or less the guys who you kind of expect. Um, the Jake Carraway was a little uh, beyond the standard deviation of what he usually does. So it will be interesting to see if he continues his work. Uh, and then defensively, Chick and CVR, the typical guys who you kind of expect. Uh, TB, like I said, 48%, uh, 10 for 21, all versus TD Erlen. So, you know, tough matchup, but, you know, we're going about 50% on each side. Uh, so good, good, you know, I guess competition in that game. That's what the only thing I was really concerned about was, you know, I believe in both of them, just both of them going up against each other. Who knows what's going to happen? And then goaltending-wise, Kincannon had a fucking hell of a day. 17 saves, 9 goals against, 65%. Absolutely unreal. Uh, whips and cannons. Zeddy Ball game, six goals. Fucking ridiculous. Uh, Brad Smith, Matt Rambo, both had three uh, three points each. Carlson, Chaney, both had two points. So, you know, kind of getting the same. Rambo's not doing as much as he usually would. Um, but Zed Williams really putting the fucking ball in the back of the net. Earnhardt and Squires, both one cost turnovers, three ground balls, and Bernhardt with four ground balls. Nothing too... Um, too ridiculous on this side of the ball, on the defensive side, fantasy-wise, but the guys you kind of expect are picking up their shit. Nardella, 55%. Not as much as you kind of would expect, but 11 ground balls, 3 points. If you play like that, then he's an absolute fucking animal. But the 55%, definitely less than what we're used to. Burnlore, 21 saves, fucking animal, 13 goals against, 62%. He had a hell of a day. On the other side with the Cannons, Lyle Thompson continues his reign across the fucking uh, PLL. Four goals in this game. Ryan Drenner with three goals. Rabel continues to fucking work with two goals and assist. And then uh, Class and Drummer both have a two goal and assist. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Drummer Class. I put it fucking last name, first name. So Drummer Class, one, two goal and assist. Defensively, they're really solid as to defensive um performances fantasy wise Brody Merrill is going to be a fucking workhorse uh Goodwitch and Pulver both are going to be workhorses and then uh Garland also did very well this game and then in net uh Morocco not his best game but against the whips not bad 16 saves 14 goals against and two pointer against he's looking pretty solid he's definitely he's I don't I wouldn't put him in like a top five to, uh, but he's definitely Solid enough where it's not like that's the reason why they would lose games. Re that was a really good game, though. That went into overtime. That was close, man. That was close. Moving on to Chrome and Water Dog. Like I said before, Water Dog, hell of a weekend. We'll move move into them after we get into Chrome. Uh, Jackson Morrill, three goals. He did really well on the weekend. He's got, I think, the most goals on the team. So if you haven't had to pick him up, he might be a guy to look at. Defensively, Mike Manley had a two-goal and an assist, so crazy to see that. And then Gutterding and Rannigan both had a goal and assist. You kind of would hope, sorry, <laughs> kind of hoping to see more out of Gutterding, especially with, with uh, Wolf out last weekend. There's a bye week coming up, so you're hoping that Wolf comes back. Everyone who missed the week comes back, but 
I just not good to see Gutterding not doing what he usually does. Defensively, Joel White, um, really the best guy fantasy wise. Really the only dude you could use in this game. Um, Galloway had two cost turnovers, two ground balls as the goaltender, and Connor Farrell went sixty percent with fourteen ground balls. Water dog wise, this is when it gets fun to fucking watch. Uh, Schlosser with a Hattie, uh, Brown with fucking five goals, Ben Reeves with two goals and an uh an apple. McArdle with a goal and two assists. So, offensively wise, you know, fucking Brown has found his game. Reeves has found his game. Schlosser has found his game. They're a dangerous team right now. Zach Currier, again in this game, two cost turnovers, seven ground balls. When you look at stats like that, you think, did I fucking just look at the same stat sheet? Negative. Zach Currier is just on his fucking workhorse right now. And then um, Ben Reeves with a cost turnover. Or Ryland Reeves, I'm sorry, with a cost turnover. Ryland Reese, R-E-E-S, with a cause turn worth three ground balls and a two-pointer. Moving into the last game, Chaos Archers, we have Ian McKay, who was traded for um, Connor Kelly. Two two goals as an LSM. Didn't really expect to see him there, truthfully. Dane Smith with the two goal, Cloutier with two assists. So, interesting to see Cloutier um, rack up two points in back-to-back games after really not playing since he played with... uh, the Atlas back in 20, really 2019. I'm not sure how much he really did in 2020. And then we have um, Ray, Rowlett, Ian McKay, all with great games. Ray really having the best, Rowlett being the most consistent. Ian McKay kind of coming out of nowhere in this game. Newman with only three ground balls. You kind of expected him to be a little bit better than he was, but it is what it is. Um, I still wouldn't give up on him, obviously. And then in this game, they had Gallagher with the face-offs, went 35%, so I wouldn't expect to see him back in. And then Blaze Reardon with a much better performance this game, 21 saves, 21, uh, 12 goals against, 64%. That's some Blaze Reardon, Reardon numbers right there. And then on the Archers, again, it's one of those games, like, who do you even fucking put in? Grant Ment, two goals, four assists. Will Manny, five goals. Triber, two goals and an apple. And then Ambler and Holman, both with two points. I mean, it seems like Ament is the guy who you have to fucking put in no matter what. And then the rest is kind of like, uh, I don't know, you know. Schreiber has seemed to be consistent at like that two to three points per game. But there's someone different all the time with these fucking five goals a game. It's ridiculous on this team. Ridiculous for fantasy, but great for fucking their own work. Defensively, you know, you got McMahon. Playing well again. Uh, Graham Hasek has the biggest calves in the PLL. Stephen Kelly, 71% on this game. Uh, did really well. Uh, I'm not sure if I would you know, play him again next week. Uh, depends on their matchup, which we'll get into. But 71% this week looks pretty fucking good on stats, at least. And then they played Gittleman and Adams. Adams was brutal, 38%. Gittleman was outstanding, 88%. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they would keep going back to Adams. I... I've, it's it's so obvious that Gittleman's your guy. So moving into next week, or not next week because there's a bye this week, but moving into the week after that, we have the Whips. So we're playing the Atlas and Chrome. You know, the obviously obvious locks, Nardella, Burnlord, and uh, Zeddy Ball game. Guys who you could definitely play. Uh, Michael Earnhardt, Matt Rambo, Mike Chan, and Chuck, all guys who, you know, I, I would like to see them be in your lineups. Um, 
no matter what, especially against the Atlas. Not great defensively. And Chrome just haven't seemed to really figure it out. The Whip Snakes, it's just always a solid pick to put those guys in. Atlas are obviously versing the Whips, and then they're also versing the Cannons. No one for this team, for me, is a lock. But this is a team of seeds, let me tell you. Caraway, Cockerton, Chick, Costabiok, and Cannon, and Cade Van Rapporst. All guys who start with the letter C. All guys who I think are uh, fantasy viable. Eric Law, too, the only guy who doesn't have a C in his name. So I think if you go with any of anyone whose name starts with a C, I think that they're, that they're uh, viable. Concannon, really only against the Cannons, not really against the Whip Snakes. Chick, I really feel good about if you need a defensive guy. Um... And then I think it'd be I think it'd be safe to put Caraway as an almost type of lock situation. Redwoods versus the Chaos. So locks for me obviously have to be Pinnell and Jones. Pinnell has been fucking eating up. He leads the league in points. Um, also has three games played. Not everyone does, but still. And then Jones has been just absolutely fucking working it through the uh, the top the midfield standpoint. So it's hard to not put him in. Um, definitely taking a different role than I thought he was going to in the preseason. TD Erlen is my lock of the week uh, for them face-off-wise. Uh, definitely against the Chaos. Chaos don't really seem to know what's going on with their face-off X. Expect TD Erlen to maybe go 70% this weekend. And then obviously guys who you can use. Garrett Apple, Sexton, Troutner. So those three guys defensively you could definitely put in. Uh, Troutner is a little wishy-washy for me just because of the fact that um, the Chaos didn't do bad offensively last game. It's just that they didn't do well enough, I guess. The Water Dogs were really on their dog on their dog last weekend. Um, Trotner looked good, but you know, definitely exposing some weaknesses over the last uh, against the Atlas. So they definitely put up some numbers against him. But I would expect to bounce back if you need him, put him in. But there's um, there's a good amount of usage. Like uh, the Whips actually actually really should have put in. Um, Burnlore. Oh no, I'm sorry. I did put in Burnlore as a lock. So that's one. We'll get to others. Chaos. So not really too many locks. You know, Blaze Reardon is a lock. You have to stick with him. Uh, Dane Smith. If you really need a midi, Manco Keith. If you're looking for offense, Josh Byrne is definitely viable. I would go Rowlett or Newman. It seems like it's kind of one or the other with them. Pat Rush. If you're looking for some type of um, defensive stick as well if you don't have one of those two guys and then just to like a shout out to Ian McKay I just really appreciate what he did last weekend I wouldn't really stick with him I'd see what he does for one more week but again you know it's the for me it's the Blaze, Dane Smith, Mack O'Keefe, Josh Byrne offensively and then the Rowlett Newman and if not then go with Rush and then with the Archers they're versus the Water Dogs Grant Ament is a lock the rest of the offense is kind of just whatever you're feeling um, looking at the water dogs from last weekend, um, you know, they gave up the two pointer. So, you know, you could kind of stick towards anyone who's getting the two pointers on that team. So specifically more towards the, uh, maybe like a Ratliff, a Scott Ratliff, if he's coming in transition, if you play like that, if not, you know, I would look more towards their midfield. And then on the other side against the Chrome, Chrome really didn't do too much against them. Um, but you could, for me, just because Farrell went 60% and Kelly went pretty decently, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't shy away of playing Stephen Kelly next weekend. 
if you really think you need him. Uh, Hasek and McMahon, I think if you need a defensive guy, you can go with one or the other. And if they fucking just stick with Adam Gittleman, he's an absolute lock. Moving on to the Water Dogs, they're playing the Archers, which we obviously just went over. For me, I have to stick with Zach Currier. He's a lock. Even if he's not doing as much offensively as I kind of expected him to. Defensively, he's a fucking animal. And then Brown has to be a lock after fucking eight goals on a weekend. There's no way that you can't put him in. Uh, Mikey Schlosser, he is almost a lock, but I would like to see what he does for one more weekend. I think if you are really not super deep in a situation or you feel like another guy is like, eh, I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't shy away from playing him. I think that this will be an over game, whatever they put the over at. And then Withers, I think if you, if you're desperate at X, you can put him in, but you know, there's Nardella, there's um, TD Erlen. There's, um, who are the, uh, Atlas against the, can- uh, Cannons. You could definitely play Trevor Baptiste. So there are, there are guys. I wouldn't feel too strong about Kelly or Withers, although I think Kelly's better than Withers. Moving on to the Cannons. They're versing the Atlas. We'll see, um, we'll see how their defensive front does in terms of, uh, like, goaltending like Morocco we're not really sure if I can really put him uh fantasy viable yet although the good rich and pulvers are definitely guys who if you like the short stick or um if you need a sh- if you play like specifically with a short stick good rich is your guy pulvers a good uh depth dude and then the locks have to be Raybo, Thompson and Marrow. I mean no fucking doubt uh that's really it for the cannons uh, just with those three locks and those three kind of question marks. Goodrich is closer to a lock than a question mark, though. Chrome and Whip Snakes. Um, Jackson Morrill, if you're really looking for a guy, I'm not too sold on this team right now. Gutterding, I've really hyped him up. Not doing great. Wolf hurt last weekend. And then defensively, White, if you really need a guy. Uh, you could go with Rannigan also. Um, he's been doing pretty decent. And then Connor Farrell. But are you really going to play him against Joan Ardella? That's that's the real question there. And that's about it for this weekend. Um, so they have a bye coming up this weekend. Uh, I just got this new iPad. So we've been working on getting uh, getting it back onto Spotify, Apple, shit like that. Wherever you listen to your podcast. And then I'm also trying to figure out how to get this onto YouTube. So expect it on YouTube. Um, you know, follow the... Instagram at Buffs Brain. Uh, my stories are usually where to look for for any uh, information as do guys who are out or anything like that. I'll repost a whole bunch of shit. Uh, but other than that, you know, keep fucking watching lacrosse and let's go Islanders. Let's go and fucking roll woods.